And we're joined now by Nicola Willis, Nationals Housing Spokesperson. Very good morning to you. And good morning to you, Kerry. Must have been a good feeling yesterday, being able to it deliver was. this. It was. We come into Parliament to make a difference. And often in opposition, we get to talk about things. It's mm. not very often we get to do things. And yesterday, I think, was a step forward uh, for New Zealand, and particularly for the home buyers of tomorrow, uh, future generations. And so far, between the texts and the callers, that that age difference has shown up. The young people are like, thank God, and the old people are like, dear God. You know, I'm going to have a monstrosity, a slum, built right next door to my beautiful leafy home. Oh, well, I, they shouldn't feel that way because people should be confident that if they enjoy their existing home and garden, no one's going to make them get rid of it. And I'm confident that many Auckland properties will remain just as they are. But what this does allow is for development to happen where it makes sense and where there's real demand for it to happen. There are still constraints, Kerry. Uh, there's still going to be height limits. There's still going to be setbacks. There's still going to be a requirement that you can't have more than 50% of your section covered by buildings. So people shouldn't be fearful. They should look at the serious challenge we're facing, which is that house prices went up around 30% in the past year, about $200,000. We can't let that continue. We can't have a country where people can't own their own homes anymore. That's not the future any of us want. No, it's not. But people are saying... You know, in the in the suburbs next to them, townhouses are going up, but they're going, being sold for one point two, one point three million. That's still not affordable, you know, housing for young people. No, that's not. But what we will see under this proposal, it's estimated that we'll see a midpoint of around 80,000 additional dwellings over the next five to eight years. And I expect that that will be a range of different housing types. Some of these might actually be small apartments. Others of them might be what I'd call a granny flat, you know, Mm. a self-contained unit out the back of the section. So I think this will allow for more affordable options and it will allow people who want to buy a townhouse in an existing suburb of Auckland, it'll give them more choices about where they can do that. What about the unitary plan? You know, people contributed to the unitary plan. They had a say in how their community was going to look they helped shape the future of their city. Has that just been trumped now with the announcement yesterday? Yes, the unitary plan will need to be revisited, but let me talk you through the process because I think it's important that people understand there will still be local input into this. So councils will be required to look at these new requirements and incorporate them into a plan by August next year. Now, when they do that, they are allowed to consider a range of qualifying matters that mean that they think in some uh, areas it's not appropriate to have this level of density, whether that's for heritage reasons, uh, for particular environmental reasons, etc. Councils have the ability to make that decision. They then call for submissions. An independent panel hears those submissions, makes recommendations to the council. The council then notifies its decisions. And if the council disagrees with the independent panel's recommendations, the Minister for the Environment would make the final decision. So I think what you can see in that process is there are still checks and balances. There is still the opportunity for people to have their say and for us to really consider the implications of plan changes that are made. So, yes, this is a sped-up process, and yes, this is going to require more housing, but people will get their say. 
Is it putting the cart before the horse? Again, many people are saying, look at the infrastructure, there's no parking, there's no place for people to be able to charge the electric cars that are all supposed to be coming in, the schools are at capacity. What happens? Well, um, when it comes to the schools, um, I'm the first to say I want to see the, the government investing in that. And in fact, National brought a plan to the election in which we would have invested a lot more in that. This policy doesn't deal with that. But when it comes to issues to do with things like charging electric cars and car parks, I'd say a couple of things. The first is, I simply don't think people will be prepared to buy homes if they don't think that there is anywhere for them to park and if they think that those are places uh, that aren't going to have basic amenities that people need. So there is an element here of developers needing to be uh, realistic about what people want to buy. The second element that's very important is councils still have a significant role in providing the amenity and infrastructure that local communities want. Nothing in this proposal takes that responsibility away from them. And where they have additional ratepayers, let's remember, they'll be getting additional income too. And we would expect that that income would be invested in the infrastructure needed to support growing neighbourhoods and growing communities. For people who are really concerned about losing privacy, about losing sun, about... um being shaded out of their backyards, do they just have to put up with that? Look, I understand those concerns, Kerry. I I really do. I think for people in um, neighbourhoods where they've been settled for for many decades and it looks a certain way, uh, of course the prospect of change can be concerning. The first thing I'd say is that if we look at the analysis that the government commissioned, so it was independent work that I've reviewed, what that says is, look, this isn't going to lead to an overnight change. Let's be really realistic about this. We're not going to see thousands of houses popping up across Auckland overnight. This will happen gradually. It'll happen on a sort of section-by-section basis over a decade, if not multiple decades. So Mm. we're not going to see radical change overnight. The other thing I really do want to emphasise for people uh, is that we have put limits in this proposal around the type of building that can occur. Buildings will still have to meet all of the safety and quality standards in the Building Act. None of that gets relaxed. And there will still be strict rules about how high walls can be in relation to boundaries, setbacks for the front yard, for the Mm. side yards, restrictions on how much of a section can be covered in housing. The reality is some sections just won't be suitable for development and there won't be houses built there. So I think we shouldn't blow this out of proportion. It's a big step forward and that I think it will allow for additional homes in our big cities, but I don't think it's going to radically change neighbourhoods overnight and I don't want your listeners to fear that. Mm-hmm. Just one last thing. that One of our t- my texters said that uh, this was your plan that Labour had adopted. Is that true? Well, what is true, and your your listeners will, will know this, is that for years, National has been saying, if we are serious in New Zealand about addressing our housing shortage, we have to look at the Resource Management Act, all the red tape we wrap up around people wanting to develop houses, and all the restrictions we put on what land can be used for new housing. We've been arguing that for years, and in January, uh, our leader, Judith Collins, wrote to the Prime Minister and said, you need help. You've got a housing emergency on your hands. We will work with you to come up with some urgent proposals that will make a difference. And this work is the result of that process. And actually, I think that's what Kiwis expect from us MPs, yeah. yeah. is that when we're facing major problems as a country, we're capable as politicians of working together on solutions.
Well, well done. Good on you. I think it's a great step forward too, especially when you look at the future generations. That's right. I think uh, we are at our heart an egalitarian society in New Zealand and we want to know that everyone, if they work hard, if they save hard, if they're disciplined, will have the opportunity to own a property in our democracy, to put down roots for their kids and be part of a community. And I think this policy is a step back to that reality. Thank you very much for your time. Nicola Willis, Nationals Housing Spokesperson. Hopefully that allayed a few fears.